You don't want to miss today's episode, whether you're 20 years old or you're entering retirement, I'll have some tips for a financially secure life. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Parag. Hopefully you can tell from this conversation that I am uh, I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled. Untangling your finances. It's what this podcast is all about with information and and I, I like to think education. Well, actually, I know it's education. For Mo Param of Cloudvestors, cloudvestors.com. Here we are recording pretty close to Christmas time, uh, almost at the uh, beginning of winter, went almost at winter solstice at our recording time, and <laughs> the days are shorter, but the future can be bright. As you that said, true. yeah, I mean, hey, Mo, how are you? I'm good, Dave. How are you doing? Good, good. We're talking about a financially secure life. Who doesn't want to live that? Oh, I don't know. And if you, if you don't want that, then I don't want no part of you. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, you, you are there as the guide, the Sherpa, if you will. <laughs> Climbing how, do you, the, how do you spell that? I need to put that on my resume. I, the I, Sherpa. The, the yeah you're the guy that leads people uh up the mountain of, of uh, a up the financial mountain you are the sherpa sherpa the, the guide i like that <laughs> yeah i like that i want to use that you can absolutely use it <laughs> it's only going to cost you 182 dollars and 50 cents <laughs> to get the rights from me well i mean we, and actually you have pulled you always share good articles with me and i learn mm-hmm. a lot from those i learn a lot from you but this is one from cnbc.com and it's some really really good tips in in living a financially secure life whether you're as you said earlier 20s 30s 40s 50s 60s entering retirement we're going to cover all of that uh, in the second segment of this podcast we are going to cover those decades let's look at some some of the things you really need to have in place goals goals mm-hmm. are important <laughs> that's what it all starts with you know um, i'm always reading and trying to find information out there to better educate myself and also you know educate my clients and also see what they're looking at too and what they're reading and when it, when i start working with my clients especially with the when we start engaging on the relationship of working together, in order for me to be effective, I need to know what their goals are. You know, I need to know what are you working for uh, in order for me to do my job so I know how to put all the pieces together for the puzzle that we're trying to create mm-hmm. and trying to solve for. So when it comes to your goal planning for your for your financial freedom and your financial security, you know, you want to start off with your short and long-term goals. What like, what are you trying to accomplish overall? And short-term goals could be anything from and when I say short-term, I tend to think about the next uh 36 months. Maybe even five years, okay. depending on but depending on the individual. You can twist my arm and say five years, but <laughs> really that's a short time horizon if you think about it, how fast five years can go by. So we start looking at, okay, in the next five years, what are some of the things you, you want to accomplish? And it could be anything from, you know, I want to start an emergency fund. You know, this is like if you're in your early 20s and, okay, I'm out of college, I'm, out, I'm off mommy and daddy's payroll, I want mm. to start building an emergency fund. So that could be something that we start to build into uh, how much we need to be saving, what's the right amount. It could be anything from paying off credit cards. 
you know, unfortunately, uh, we live in a very consumer happy environment. And, you know, it doesn't surprise, it wouldn't surprise me if I meet someone that has 10, 15, $25,000 in credit card debt. So that could be something that's on the forefront of their mind that they want to pay for. Or it could be anything like buying a new car for yourself or for your kids. Mm -hmm. So what are the short term uh, things that we're trying to accomplish? And then we and then we fast forward. We look down the road long term. You know, when, when we start looking at especially retirement, financial freedom, security, what are some of the things that you want to accomplish? You know, how much do you want to have at retirement? What's the income life? What's the lifestyle you want to have? Is there a house that you're looking to buy? Uh, you know, are you are there grandkids you want to send to college or give an inheritance to? Those are the long term, big picture goals. And again, if you can put those down on paper or a spreadsheet or an app, you know, wherever whatever it is, just get it out of your head, put it down somewhere, and then that gives us the framework to start building your plan. I mean, so really, you've got to go, as you said, for short term for enjoying your life now, if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, what have you. But then you've got to keep your eye on that prize that's coming later, the big prize, the big kahuna and retirement. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you really need to have those long term goals at all times. You need a budget. People, not not everyone likes to talk about a budget. They think of business with that, but you need it. Yeah, they think of government. (laughs) They think of business, government. Um, Psychologically, they think of it as being a uh, a stranglehold or restriction on their fun or their freedom. Yeah, but not. But the the way I look at it, that's not really what a budget is. You know, and I I tend to stray away from the word budget. Sometimes I I I use the words uh, spending plan. Yeah. Right. Sounds because better. you're gonna yeah. you're gonna it sounds better, right? I want to show you how to spend your money. Oh, okay, that looks good. That sounds uh-huh. good. Uh-huh. Um, but that, that's really what a budget is. It's how are you spending your money? That's really what it is. Well, I like and, spending plan better because that's more positive sounding than a cutting plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's your it's your plan. You know, I'm not one of those financial advisors that are going to continue wagging your finger, wagging your finger, wagging my finger. Sorry, at you for you know going across your budget for a certain reason. You know, mm-hmm. it's your plan. You're hiring me to help you with your plan. But at the same time, I am realistic at that life happens. And sometimes you may go over uh, what you expect, what you anticipated spending that month or two months or so, um, especially if an emergency happens, if you don't have an emergency fund, obviously. But um, spending plan, again, it's less con- uh, it's more positive. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you how to efficiently spend your money. And so that's what you want to do. You want to be able to at least know where your money's going. Because for me, planning begins um, with the cash flow. You know, when we start looking at the goals you just you just put together on your on your paper, uh, most of it is going to be based off your ability to maybe fund those goals, and it's based off your cash flow. So you need to get a good sense of cash flow. What's coming in? Most people know what's coming in. You know, you got your you get your monthly paycheck. You might have some uh, distributions from your investments, but you have a good sense of what's coming in on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. The issue is what's going out. Right. Do you know what's going out, where it's going out? Does it need to go out to this place? Um, you know, your ability to generate income is your most important asset. So now that, that that's the case, get a, we want to get a good sense of, of what's coming in um, so we really could really put those goals together to really put a plan on how to efficiently spend your money. 
And you mentioned having an emergency fund, and it make, it makes me think about when we talk about retirement, a lot of times we talk about the bucketing strategy. In the case of retirement, you've got that that guaranteed income bucket, and and uh, you have the growth bucket, the, the risk right. bucket, and, and you have uh, the emergency bucket. So it really, at any time in your life, although it may differ somewhat from the retirement bucketing plan, you really need to look at it kind of that way, don't you, as a bucketing strategy? The emergency fund? Oh, I mean, anything. In other words, it, where in, in in your 20s and 30s, you would have a, an investment bucket, I guess, an emergency bucket. And in retirement, you oh, have that built-in guaranteed income bucket, yeah. the save mm-hmm. money bucket. But, but still, a variation of bucketing strategy for younger people. Yeah, you do. You do. You know, you want to be able to... Uh, hedge, and that's that's really what it comes down to uh-huh. is hedge. Whether it's hedging inflation, whether it's hedging uh, uh, returns, volatility. Uh, you know, if if you know, COVID this year uh, has really, in my opinion, made people really start to look back at their finances. Because what I've seen is the ones who were prepared, and what I mean by that is. Who who is ever prepared for a pandemic, right? Right. <laughs> but if you had those fundamentals put in place, if you were saving consistently, if you had an emergency plan, uh, emergency plan, emergency fund already set up, um, y- you were not that you weren't freaking out because of COVID, but you were you were prepared. And so by having different buckets, you're preparing yourself for those different variations in life that come up. Uh, if you look at the companies that are really striving and th- uh, during the times that we're in right now, they're they're well um, uh, they're well managed companies. Mm-hmm. You know, companies that had a good balance sheet that weren't spending too much that could cut the cords in different places to to manage uh, the storm. And I see that in the families and family dynamics as well as too. You know, those that have the emergency fund, those that had the savings already in place, those who understood that the markets go up and down. So they had um, their investments in different diversification buckets. So when the market dropped down 30%, they weren't freaking out too much because they had buckets of money that were completely impacted by the volatility. So yeah, you definitely want to have a bucketing strategy as you um, throughout your life. But that emergency fund is huge. You know, you you, 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 if you go through the buildings and you see that break glass in case of emergency, yeah. and there's like a fire hydrant or an axe <laughs> behind there. That's what this is for. You know, emergencies happen. Right. And I, uh, at a minimum, I think you should have at least three months of your expenses uh, saved in cash, liquid cash um, in your checking account or in your savings account. Uh, literally just in cash in case of emergency you can i can even raise that up to six months to even nine months depending on the dynamic of your family or your income you know if you're if you're a 1099 or a business owner right and your income varies throughout the year different seasons there may be um some highs and lows of your income you may want to have a little more in reserve but at least that three to call it three to nine month buffer you want to have literally in cash not invested in cash, in case of an emergency, you have it at your disposal. Yeah, and life happens. And, and looking at having a financially secure life, and again, in a, in a little bit later, we're going to break down the decades. But uh, on this too, have debt paid off as best oh you can. Yeah, yeah. First, first, try to get into it. Right. If you, but if you do get into debt, have a plan to pay it off. You know, it's crazy if you really look at the interest rates on some of these consumer cards. I mean, I think the average now is pushing about 17%. 
on average for credit card interest rates. I mean, that's insane. It it, it is. Uh, So, you know, but a a lot of people fall for the trap. You know, they fall into that credit card trap. And uh, I'm not here again. I'm not wagging my finger at anyone, but you want to at least have a plan to pay it off. So, you know, there's different methods that work for most people. I mean, there's an avalanche method. And that's where you pay the the minimum amount on all your credit cards and then add more on the ones with the highest interest rate, right? Mm-hmm. Mathematically, that tends to be the the most efficient way to pay off your cards or your, or your debt, not just your credit cards. Yeah. But I find that the snowball method seems to work, the, work better or has a higher success rate, put it that way. Uh, and that's where you pay uh, on your smallest accounts, and the reason why that you put well, you pay all your bills, obviously, but you put extra on your smallest account. And the reason why that works is because you start to have many wins. You know, you start paying off one card, and you start paying off one debt, and you have another one, and another one, and it's just a snowball of success. Uh, so that's what we find that the, the snowball method tends to be more uh, shows more positive results. can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning the convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor but also maintaining the human touch that's cloud vesters that's cloudvesters.com they're an endorsed dave ramsey smart vester that's a relationship you can trust at cloud vesters you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy it's all about specific customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's Cloudvestors. That's cloudvestors.com. Your finances untangled. Hey, I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins with your Sherpa through the journey of life, financially speaking, at least. And so yeah. We've got that yeah. going on. You know, hopefully, we're, What's, you were talking about avalanche in the, in the term, in terms of paying off debt, but we don't want an avalanche in your financial life. Uh, we're talking about having a financially secure life. And that's right. Let's break down what you should do each decade. Now, let's start. You have you're out of college, fresh at your first job, your first real job. Mm-hmm. You're in your twenties. What should you be doing then financially? So you definitely want to start. Uh, you know, again, if you don't if you don't have it, one is one. You want to start a budget, obviously, or a spending plan. Get a sense of what your new income is. But you want to start at least saving some of your gross salary, your gross income. if you can push yourself to 10%, Mm. but you can strive for 15%, maybe even 20% of your gross income. You want to be able to save that. Okay. Now you can save that within your employer sponsored plan, like a 401k, 403b, depending on um, what kind of employment you're you're in. Uh, We can use different type of IRAs, whether that's um, our traditional IRA or Roth IRA, you start your own business, a SEP IRA. Um, um, We can use some of that to start building your emergency fund. Mm -hmm. But if you can have a plan where we're at least pushing towards 10 to 20% of your gross income saved, that's what you want to strive for, at least while you're in your 20s. I mean, there's other couple of things you also want to do. You know, um, if you're if you're starting your family, obviously you want to take a look at your life insurance. 
um, even getting a maybe even start looking at a will, depending on your family structure and everything of that sort. But really, if we can really pinpoint and nail down your ability to save, then that's what it starts with your ability to start saving money. You want to at least start doing that while you're in your 20s. Yeah. And in your 20s, uh, retirement seems so far off. So if you're looking in terms of that, yeah, you should imagine what you could do with 10% uh, if, if you did that in your 20s. But this is maybe a I don't know if this is a good question, but should you have a high, a bigger emergency fund in your twenties? So you've got, I mean, liquid money, in other words. Um, you know, it's it the, you know, it's it's based off emergencies, right? Yeah. So uh, one of the biggest emergencies could be your um, lack of employment, mm-hmm. maybe. Your company says, you know, today's your last day. You did a good job, but we're restructuring the organization, right? Yeah. So not to be ageist, but it could be easier for someone in their 20s to find a new job than someone in their 60s. Well, yeah, in many ways, yeah. In many ways. So it could be the case. So maybe that emergency of finding a new job could be a little easier. And then if you're in your 20s, maybe it's not your career, but you may find a, a gig job or work, uh, work part time, maybe mm-hmm. work three jobs to build up uh, to make up for that one job that you lost until the right opportunity comes. So um, I don't know. I guess that varies per person, whether you should have more in your 20s yeah. than later on. I, I, and yeah, I like anything person to person. So your 20s, you're working, you're out of college. You know, at some point in your 20s, you're working. You're still going out at, at post COVID clubbing a little bit, you know, you, you, you're still, you know, out. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, then you hit your thirties and dun, 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 dun. You get married and you start having a family. All right. What should be different in your thirties? Okay. So while you're in your thirties, you've, you should have already started building, uh, taking, taking, taking advantage of your employer plan. So, bills to start saving for the retirement um hopefully you haven't racked up a lot of debt so um you're hopefully you're debt free or at least by your 30s you've been paying off a, a good portion of your debt to where you're at, like, like i said you're almost debt free mm-hmm. um and then you've probably have started saving for your retirement anyway um and if you do 30s is when, when we start seeing sometimes uh individuals are you know they're i won't say they're job hopping but they might have had by that point, let's say you're 35, you might have had three jobs already. Oh, yeah, easily. Easily, right? So you might have, you know, three different 401ks, maybe two old ones in your current one. So what you want to do is at least get a sense and a wrap of those two 401ks, those two uh, retirement plans. So whether that is consolidating them into one IRA or Roth, um, rolling them over into your current 401k that's an option as well but what you want to do is start cleaning up these items start cleaning up any type of old accounts that are left that are left out there but again you 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 sang that song of um Mm. you know wedding bells (laughs) so so now it might be something where you know two become one and now you're you're looking Uh at managing two budgets or managing two people's different ways and attitude of money so that's an adjustment in itself um, you, this might be the first time you have a joint account. So understanding how your, uh, how your significant under other spends money and you might have to have a joint account where all the bills for the household get paid out and then you have your own separate fund money. Uh, so that's kind of what you're looking at in your thirties. Again, you might be looking at purchasing your first home. So 
getting ready to start saving up for that down payment. Again, hopefully you, you had the savings habit when you're 20s, not, not even knowing that you were looking to buy a house, but because you've been saving so much throughout your 20s, you have the necessary funds and means for that down payment. So in your 30s, you're starting to, to, to really starting to lay up that found. You're really starting to see some success in the foundations you did back in your 20s. All right, you're in your 40s now, and you're coaching your son or daughter's soccer team, and you look at them and you realize, wow, they're 10, 11, 12. Let's see, how many years have I got to the good college? Uh, six. <laughs> six. i got to get uh, busy I've, here. I've, <laughs> I've got to get busy, or you've got to get taller, one or the other. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you better get some height on you. <laughs> you know, I always heard if you uh, – I was told by someone – when my daughter was little, he said, get her into what is sort of fencing. fencing. She, oh. If she's good at that, she can get in so many colleges. They're desperate. You know, I went, I went to NYU and um, they weren't really known for their sports and still aren't. Yeah. But their fencing team is legit. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, their fencing team is, is out of this world. So you're right. Fencing. Um, and even like lacrosse. Oh yeah, uh, that was one of those sleeper sports that you mm-hmm. can uh, a little scholarship can, opportunities. Skip scholarship there. opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Or cheerleading <laughs> band. Um, start uh, banging on the flutes or the drums. But yeah, forties is you know you might have one or two kids right now, and they're you know they're 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 creeping to middle middle school. They're ten, eleven, twelve, and all of a sudden college is the forefront. So again, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to what I was saying before. Now you're in your forties. You should have been building up these savings habits. So savings shouldn't be anything new to you, right? So you should still be saving. Hopefully, your income has gone up from when you were twenty to now you're forty. So remember, saving ten to at least let's push yourself to twenty percent of your income. So as your income has increased, your savings should be increasing as well, and your lifestyle probably has expanded as well. Now you don't want to live, you know, paycheck to paycheck. You don't want to live with no margin, but you know, you have a house, you have two kids, you have two kids, three kids. It's, it's, it's more costly than a single person's lifestyle. So your lifestyle should have been increasing, but you don't want to, you don't want it to, to, to be at the point where there's no margin. So again, forties retirement really is a reality now. They're starting right? to you see know? it. Yeah. It's off in the horizon. You're starting to see yeah. it. And nowadays you get a lot of, I, I, I come across a lot of people that want to retire quote unquote early, yeah. you know, fire. mid fifth fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, mid fifties. So if you're 45 years old, mid fifties is 10 years away. Mm. And if you, if that is a game plan, if that is something you want to achieve, then, you know, we've got 10 years, we've got to start really being hyper-focused again on making sure that our assets are are, are behaving the way we want them to behave. So again, in your forties, that's what you're doing. You definitely want to get a will. You know, that's where oh, yeah. these these kind of things really start to to because your parents are getting older. If they're still with us, you might have lost a grandparent or so. So the reality of death really does not to be too morbid, but it, it hits you in the face. And so making sure that your estate planning is done at that time as well is also something you want to consider when you're in your 40s. And we talked about in your 20s, you're still clubbing. Now, if, you, if you're still clubbing in your 40s, just keep this in mind. Everyone else in the club think that they think you're somebody's parents coming to get them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move to 50s because at this point, your 50s, you're looking at, hey, I'm going to be an empty nester soon. I just got that promotion. I'm making the most money I've ever made in my life.
life. What should we be doing? Yeah, yeah. You know, the 50s is when you're probably, you're right, you're probably making the highest income you've made so far. And so now it's, again, catch up on those savings. Um, You know, in your 50s, you're able to do catch-ups on retirement accounts. So 401ks, your 403bs, you're able to add an additional 6500 uh, 6, uh, a year to those accounts. IRAs, you're able to uh, add another an additional thousand. So the government and IRS is allowing you to play catch up for you know being a knucklehead in the 20s, having <laughs> kids in 30s and 40s, probably having the good. You probably haven't had the ability to save. So the IRS is saying, okay, now it's time to catch up on the savings. But that's the, the things you want to do again. Also, estate planning, if you haven't done it, you definitely want to do it. 50s tend to almost be even like the sandwich generation. And uh, sandwich means, if you think about a sandwich, you have a slice of bread, meat, and another slice of bread. Sandwich generations uh, in this context is you might be taking care of a parent and the kids. Uh huh. And yeah. so you're stuck in the middle. Yeah. Right. So that's what typically happens in the 50s. You might get some inheritance because now your parents might be late 70s, early 80s. And again, not to be too morbid, but again, inheritance, you start to see inheritance coming in at this point. Um, So that's what you really want to do. Retirement really is. I mean, it's there. You might see some of your friends retiring or getting close to retiring. Your neighbors are retiring. So you want to get a sense of what you're what you've been what you've been saving really get a sense of how much income you need during retirement. Social security is not too far away. So start gathering these numbers uh, about what, what it's going to take for you to, to, to live a comfortable retirement. And then also on investing, you can really start to get really diversified on taxes and just investment strategies. Because if you've done a good job saving over these last call it 25 years in your 50s, you, sh- you should have a nice nest egg, which which allows us to be a little more diversified when it comes to investing. Okay, and I'm going to stay with the clubbing theme here. If you're still clubbing in your 50s, that they are definitely thinking that is probably the police. It's got to be an alcohol <laughs> beverage control agent here to shut down this club. All right, let's move now to the 60s. Now, now okay. we're talking retirement, the, the big now- prize. Now it is. Here we are. Here we are. So now you're in your 60s. You should have your estate planning all set up. You should still be saving. Remember, your 60 doesn't mean that we're not we're not saving. Right. But now the the goals. Remember those long term goals that you that you wrote down. You're there. That you've been writing down. Here, <laughs> here they are. Here they are. So things you want to do. You want to take a look at all your investments. Make sure that we have a game plan now because if if retirement is here, what we're shifting from is accumulation you know you've been saving you've been growing your assets all this time now we're almost shifting it's almost a mental shift but an actual shift from accumulating to decumulating now how am i going to turn all these assets into income which is a completely different conversation but it is a reality because now we have to start taking talking about how are we going to distribute all this money that we've saved Mm -hmm. and distribute it in a very tax efficient way. Um, Social security is two years away if you're 60. So the earliest you can get social security is 62. The latest you can take it is 70. Yeah. Big decision. Medicare is right around the corner. 65. (laughs) Another another big decision. Um, So again, uh, that's what you're looking at your 60s. You've got to have your, 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 your estate planning taken care of. 
uh, taken care of, yeah. addressed. Yeah. You know, there may be some updates, but you know, you want to have your, your your estate plan taken care of. Debt, you want that all behind you. That's I don't want any of my clients Think in their sixties. The yeah. They've got to be gone. Maybe you have a little bit left on your mortgage, but that's about it. We want everything to be gone. We want your retirement to be debt free and smooth as possible. Um, so that's what we're doing in sixties, and then also long term care. Not necessarily a long term care policy plan for right, but a long term like care planning. plan. Yeah. yeah, whether it's the assets you're saving, whether it's your kids taking care of you. Um, whether you you want the government to take care of you or life insurance or life insurance, you yeah. know, I don't really recommend the third one having the government take care of you, no, but no. it's it's an option, right? But you want to have a plan. There's so uh, much you can do with life insurance though for long term care. Hey Mo, I'm going to let you have this one. So if you're still clubbing in your 60s, what's what's the deal? Let's see. You know what? Good for you. Absolutely. Good answer. Good answer. I like that. Uh, Man. You, know, you, probably, you probably didn't get checked for your ID. <laughs> no. So no. you walked right in. You know, you probably had a Shirley Temple. So, you yeah. know, what? have a good time. No, I think you had a Rob Roy. <laughs> What's a <laughs> an old fashioned? An old, get me an old fashioned. <laughs> well, you have been a good Sherpa here and getting a client, uh, helping us climb that mountain of our financial life and in a secure manner. Mo, great job. Uh, thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. And uh, um, being the Sherpa, it's always good having someone on the journey with me. So always, so thank you for always joining me every week. Um, to inspire, to educate the listeners. So as always, share, like, uh, uh, tweet, um, download, just just uh, subscribe. subscribe, comment. Um, you know, we're, 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 you know, we're grateful for all the listeners and uh, always here to give you as much inf- information as we can. So uh, until next time, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right here, your finances untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.